Did you know that it's possible to raise your littles to want to listen to you without the use of consequences, rewards, and bribes? Hi, I'm Kaylee Zeyer, and this is the Chaos to Connected podcast, where we discuss simple yet effective parenting strategies to manage those pesky behaviors we go to bed at night hoping will be gone tomorrow. We're going to stand up to societal norms of disconnection, shaming, and punishments so we can take a deeper look into our child's heart. It's there you'll find connection, and there where you'll find more peace, obedience, respect, and joy. So what are you waiting for? We know those behaviors aren't going to go away on their own. Let's dive in. Welcome in. Today we are going to be talking about what to do when more than one child wants or needs your attention. I was going to talk about something totally different, and I realized that a lot of people over on Instagram a while back had were really interested in this topic, and I completely understand. I have a five-year-old and a two-year-old, and just through the process of having a baby and a toddler at the same time, it can be really challenging, but I think these strategies that I'm going to give you are going to be good for, you know, whether you have a baby baby and a toddler, a couple toddlers, kids that are a little bit older, it doesn't necessarily matter. Um, But today I want to equip you with some tangible strategies that you can incorporate. So first of all, I just want to acknowledge that this is going to be different for everyone based on obviously what ages of kids you have, how many you have, what you feel comfortable doing, all that sort of thing. But in the moment, I want you to think about choosing who needs you the most and then making sure that your other child or children are safe. So if you have a baby and a toddler, as long as your baby has been fed and changed and all the basic needs have been met, I would actually suggest that your toddler needs you more because your toddler is going through a huge shift. They went from getting either all of your attention or a lot of the attention if you have other older children. And they're in the developmental stage that makes it really hard for them to understand why you can't give them attention all the time. And they see this baby as taking it from them. And so I would make sure that your baby has, again, all the basic needs have been met. And then put your baby in the crib or a bassinet or whatever you have safe. And then go attend to your toddler because their hearts are probably needing that connection a little bit more. Um, And once they feel a little bit more connected to you, then you can go back and bring your baby back into the mix. Um, If... The baby needs your help more. If you find that the baby, maybe the baby is hungry or needs to be changed or whatever the case may be, choose what you say a little bit more carefully. So one of the biggest struggles that I figured out looking back in the sibling relationship that I had been fostering unintentionally between my toddler and my baby was that um, negativity. Like I was almost encouraging the split and the divide between them without even knowing it. And I would do it just by including the baby's name in why we couldn't do something. So like, oh, I can't do that right now because I need to feed Huxton or because Huxton is sleeping or we can't go there because Huxton or whatever the case might be. 
And a lot of times I'd be like, shh, we need to be quiet because Huxton is sleeping. And while that might seem really simple and not a big deal to us, our kids are really internalizing that and they're recognizing I can't do this or my mom can't do this with me because of that baby and or because of this other child. I mean, it doesn't have to necessarily be a baby. It just tends to be that way when you have a baby because they often require more, you know, more care. Um, So just watching what you're saying and trying to adjust that language a little bit. And if you can't come right away because you need to feed your baby or you need to change their diaper or go pick them up from a nap or something, give your other child a specific task. So for example, if you need to feed your, if you need to feed your baby, you could say to your toddler or your child, can you go pick a book from your bookshelf or can you go pick three books or something so I can read them to you and can you bring them back to the couch? You don't have to say anything about feeding your baby. You can be feeding your baby on the couch. Give them a task to do while you're kind of doing what you need to with the baby or if it's changing the baby's diaper or something. And if your child really likes to help you with those tasks, include them, of course. But I found specifically for us, in those moments of more stress, he didn't want to help me (laughs) do anything with the baby because he was angry. So I would encourage him to do something that would um, th- that we could then do as a connecting activity. But he's picking it. He's going somewhere and getting it. He's doing something. So I'm giving him, again, something that he can do versus something that we can't do. Um, so if you didn't listen to the episode about do's over don'ts, that would be a good one to refresh your memory and just kind of start thinking in that way. If both our toddlers or older, explain, just explain, um, you know, your sister or your brother, whoever is having some big feelings and I need to help or support her through it. Just like I do for you. And you can go play with your Legos. You can grab some Play-Doh, you can grab a snack and I'll come find you when I'm done. Or you can sit here with us and listen and show her that you're here to help her support her through her feelings. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just if your child wants to, (laughs) because sometimes, I mean, it's a really good way to start showing empathy and compassion and start building in that listening for them at an early age, but they may not be ready to do that. And again, just give them something that they can do and explain just like I would listen to you and make sure that you felt safe and you felt heard and you got your feelings out. I need to do that for your brother or sister. Kids can understand that. It's just often we don't explain what we're doing. We just say, no, go away (laughs) in maybe nicer terms. And then they don't get it. And then that can build some of that divide too. The last thing I would say, so those are for in the moment of when both are really desiring your attention. In your regular routine, so outside of those times that might start to feel overwhelming, and bonus tip, in the moment before you proceed, if you need to, just pause and take some deep breaths. There were so many times where I started to feel overwhelmed because both of them were crying at my feet. I would literally pause, look up, because then I wouldn't be seeing them, close my eyes, and take a few deep breaths. It is game-changing for your self-control and your ability to calm down. So do that first. 
then proceed with other things we just talked about. Finally, within your regular routine, it's so important to make sure that you are building in and creating times for regular connection. If your child just jumped from being the only child to now being a sibling, especially because babies require a lot of, you know, constant attention, your child needs connection more than ever because they are going through this huge transition. And I so often hear people say, oh, they're doing so great, which is great. But we need to recognize that even if it seems like they're doing really well with it, there's a lot for them to process through. They might be in a honeymoon phase of things are okay now because it's new and it's fun and I get to do all these things. But eventually there's going to be a point where there's jealousy and there's challenge. And that's normal. That's okay. I would expect that. But then we need to create times for connection. Especially the more kids you have, the harder it can be. And so it's really important to be intentional. I have two episodes for you to go and listen to if you have not yet. Episode 10 was how to actually create a connection plan. Because just like we create a meal plan, we know what we're going to buy. We know what we're going to do with it. We know when we're going to feed our kids. We know what we're going to feed them. We need to do that with connection too. Connection is vital to everyone, but especially kids, especially if they've just gone through a big transition, especially if, you know, they're going separating from you all day, they need a consistent connection plan. So go over and listen to that episode to help you figure that out. And then episode number 16, I give you 15 simple ways that don't cost anything extra and take barely any time. So if you're like, I can't do that because I don't have time. Yes, you do. These are going to be ways that of things that you're already doing. For example, driving in the car. No matter where you work or what you do, if you homeschool and everybody's home with you and you work from home, there are going to be times where you are driving your child. And in those times, we can make that into a connection opportunity by turning off the radio, turning off the podcast, Um, And just intentionally having conversations with our kids or looking at them, um, encouraging them, just different things like that, that are things you're already doing. Now, just thinking about how can I be intentional about creating connection in those ways. So there are plenty of different ways. These are just a few that I came up with for you, but can help get you to think of them, you know, maybe different ones that are in your routine that you can start shifting. And then of course, special time. That is the number one transformative connection strategy I have ever heard, learned, attempted, everything about. It is the easiest one to implement, I feel like, because it doesn't involve a lot of your own, you're not challenged a lot with self-control. And it's just spending time with your kids, but with a little twist. So if you don't know what special time is, it is different than one-on-one time. You are allowing your child to have control. They are in charge, and this helps build trust, safety, and connection. So I will link all these episodes in the show notes so that you can 
take a listen if you haven't heard them. And if you have, it would probably be good to go back and take another listen with, you know, fresh perspective and just really, really try pick some simple ways, whether it's from the episode I suggested and build. It doesn't have to be, okay, we're now suddenly going to do special time every day this week. If that doesn't work for you, if it does, amazing. If it doesn't, try to do it once on the weekend and work on other ways of intentionally connecting. It's okay. We just really want to get more consistent in connecting with our kids. Another really great one is as soon as they wake up, greet them, give them eye contact, give them a hug, tell them I love you so that right from the moment they wake up, they are getting connected to you. Because even though they're sleeping, that is a big chunk of time where they're disconnected from you. So I hope that was helpful. If you are feeling overwhelmed or you're really struggling to figure out what to do about the everyday behaviors you're seeing, sibling rivalry, or you're finding it challenging to just support your child through those feelings and behaviors and are sick of the yelling or feeling like you need to punish them or reward them to actually gain compliance, then I want you to know that there's a better way and it doesn't end in mom guilt like the punishing and the yelling often does. I will walk you through step-by-step how to create a behavioral blueprint for your child based on his or her specific challenges or the behaviors you're seeing, which can include sensory and self-regulation strategies as well as these connection-focused strategies. So if that sounds like something you want more information on, click the link in the show notes to set up a call and let's start transforming some of that chaos that you're experiencing into more joy and obedience without all that excess stuff because I want you to truly find joy and find the blessing in your kids. And I know sometimes that can feel really hard when all you're going through and experiencing is the challenging, tough behaviors. But I want you to know that these strategies that I teach and I will guide you through are foundational. So they will continue to work as long as you need them, whether you use them now and then maybe you don't need them for a while and then a year or two down the line, you're struggling again. These strategies will work no matter what age or stage or behavior. So I really just want to equip you with the confidence and the strategies and the joy that our children are truly a blessing because often society does not, that's not what the message is. And I want to bring the message back to children are a blessing and there's a reason that we're struggling and it's because We're not understanding their development. We're not understanding their needs. And once we can figure that out and create that blueprint for you, you are going to see such change. So click the link in the show notes or send me a message if you have questions and let's do this. Now go get connected. Real quick before you go, if you felt encouraged and inspired by listening to this show, I'd love for you to leave a rating or review over at Apple Podcasts so we can spread the word to help other mamas feel less alone and find beauty in the behaviors. You can also take a screenshot of this episode, share it over on your Instagram stories and tag me at Kaylee Josire and we'll all do a little happy dance together. I love nothing more than to cheer you on along this journey. This work is so hard, but don't forget God has not only called you to it, but he has equipped you for it. Now go get connected. I'll see you next week.